It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events all centered around our community. Now, here's your host, Troy Holden. Good morning, Portland, Sumner County. Welcome back to Portland Morning Brew, the Chamber of Commerce podcast sponsored locally by your Portland Chamber of Commerce, where we dig into businesses, uh, politics, what's going on in the community. And today we welcome Laura Thompson from International Tea and Coffee Company. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No problem. Boy, this is right up my alley because I'm sitting here drinking out of my half-gallon coffee cup as we speak. <laughs> That's my, my daily thing. I've got this huge Contigo insulated cup, and I run three K-cups into it every morning. And uh, it lasts, you know, from about 7.30 to 11 that way. But uh, mm-hmm. got to have my coffee. Got to have it. <laughs> So let's start off talking a little bit about you. Uh, first, Laura, tell us, uh, you know, your origin, where you're from, and um, um, your background with the area. Sure. Um, so I did most of my growing up in North Alabama area, but I was technically born in Tennessee. Um, my family comes from big UT roots and all over Tennessee, mostly. So um, we moved to Nashville. That was kind of far enough away from the parents but close enough at the same time and then surrounded by a bunch of aunts and uncles so moved to Nashville area um and now we reside in White House personally um mm-hmm. but yeah so we're we kind of like being being out of the city now compared to living in Nashville because obviously it's changed a lot since oh yeah yeah we moved here so so the, so the the big question I have now is you know North Alabama and in Tennessee and you literally to me don't have much of an accent how did you pull that off you know uh i'm told it comes out when i'm mad but ah. otherwise yeah it's uh i have had people tell me that every once in a while so yeah yeah it's quite <laughs> quite neutral i noticed that because i am currently being coached by a dialect coach to get better control of mine um <laughs> where, where i have uh, you know doing voiceover work i can book southern accent stuff left and right but there is so much that they want a neutral, general American, blah, blah, blah accent. And I was really having trouble with that because, you know, we, we draw things out. We don't realize it. We leave off INGs. We don't say get, we say get and yeah. things like that. So <laughs> it, it's, it's, been, it's been an eye-opening experience for me. And it's made me very aware of everyone's accent, you know, any, all the time. And it's amazing to me. Um, you know, how so many people live in this area and don't have an accent. And, and, and I get it because I think we have so many, our younger folks are growing up around less of it than we did, I think is the difference because there's so many people that have come in from other areas of the country into Tennessee and especially middle Tennessee. So I think that does affect it quite a bit, but you go up Eastern Kentucky, it really gets bad. It's <laughs> totally, totally different. Totally. Yes, different. definitely. So tell, tell us a little more about family. Uh, there's, uh, there's more to it than Laura. So tell us, tell us what goes on with you guys. Uh, sure. So it is just me and my husband, Jermaine, and mm-hmm. we're technically the business owners. Um, and we just had our fifth anniversary. So we started the business in our first year of marriage, technically, because we're mm. crazy. It's fine. Um, 
And yeah, we both have hospitality backgrounds. That's how we met. Okay. First restaurant I worked at when I moved to Nashville, he was a chef. So mm-hmm. um, he is more the back of house background and I have more of a front of house, um, you know, hospitality gotcha. background. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that was kind of my next question is how, you know, what led you into starting this? And, and we'll talk a little more about that, but having that background makes sense. But when did the light go off and say, let's let's open a place? And you started in White House, correct? The first uh, place? We started, actually, our first store was East Nashville. East Nashville, um, okay. Yeah, so I was managing for a corporate um, fast casual restaurant at the time. Um, my husband was actually... Um, had a delivery business and a mobile oil change business um, and was doing some trucking as well, especially once the pandemic came back around, he mm-hmm. went back on the road. Um, but we were getting tired of essentially working for other companies. My company had gotten sold. The menu was starting to change. The food quality was going down and there was nothing I could do about it. Um, I'm very mm-hmm. big standing behind the product that I'm representing. So I right. had a big issue with that. So um, we had kind of dabbled in the idea of, of doing our own thing. However, it's usually pretty impossible um, unless you have, you know, somebody backing you to start out small. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, we happened to find the space in East Nashville and they listed the space on Craigslist. I thought it was a scam at first, but it turned out it was real. Um, but it was a super, super small space. But with that, you know, it was a, a, a pretty affordable, you know, rent compared to. Sure. The yeah. So we started out as a one woman show. Um, and yeah, the space was 300 square feet is what mm-hmm. we started. At. And, um, and it kind of just grew from there. But I was fortunate enough that my husband could provide for us while, you know, I paid myself absolutely nothing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got the opportunity to move into a bigger space in the same uh, little shopping area in, uh, let's see, 2021. And so we moved into a bigger space. So the space is still not huge. It's 800 square feet. But we have a bigger home there now. And then right around that same time, uh, the White House space happened to become available. Somebody already had like a small food business in the space that we're in. And I happened to be the first one to contact her. And we ended up kind of doing that right around the same time as we were moving into the bigger space for Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, this past past spring, the space in Portland, I just happened upon it. We were contemplating doing a third and came up, love the location. The landlords are local and are really great, which is kind of what we have been lucky enough to, to stick to with all our locations mm-hmm. so far. So. Um, yeah, so we ended up, ended up doing Portland as well. <laughs> neat. Very neat. So what gave you the idea to do uh, tea and coffee versus something else? I mean, was it startup cost? Was it not? I, this is the trend. What, what kind of brought that uh, So really it started out with the, the bubble tea, um, because a lot of places when we opened, we're not doing that in the Nashville area. There were maybe two places that were doing it. Um, and then a lot of how the store has developed was based actually on the size that we started with Um, in the 300 square foot space. I just didn't think it would be possible to um, do bubble tea out of that small of a space. So then in turn, we, we ended up with 
a bigger selection of loose leaf tea, bigger selection of holding coffee. Um, to, to tell you this, I, I opened in June of 2019. I didn't have an ice machine. I was only selling hot tea and hot coffee. So you can imagine <laughs> how right, quickly we had right. to kind of change, uh, change and rework that small space. Um, so how many times did you hear, what do you mean there's no ice coffee? Yes. Um, yeah. we, yeah, we did get some small bottles and we would, we would package them. And then mm -hmm. like I had a little tiny cooler on the top of uh, our tabletop. And, and so technically I was selling those little bottles for cold brew and stuff at that time. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we ended up, you know, getting a small ice machine, making those changes. And then, you know, once you get used to a smaller space, you kind of figure out, okay, I can change this around a little bit. I can make this work. So Mm -hmm. uh, we did a little bit of renovation during the uh, pandemic shutdown. And then when we reopened uh, officially, then we, we moved into having a little bit of the, the bubble tea there, but definitely, definitely not the menu that it is today for sure. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so, so, but yeah, I, that, that's really how it started. <laughs> well, as a person that has no idea what bubble tea is, tell us about that. So I like to describe it as a drink and a snack in one. Um, it's also referred to as boba tea. It's kind of like regional, depending on how people refer it. Um, but nowadays, honestly, it can refer to any cold drink that has any, like, they're called toppings, even though they go in the base of the drink. Mm -hmm. um, but that can be your your regular boba, which is your tapioca pearls. That's like the traditional. Um, and now there's the popping pearls, which come in all different flavors. They're like filled with a fruit juice. So when you suck it up they kind of burst and add that flavor into the drink and then there's like the jellies which have a little bit of chew to them um but not as much i would say as like the traditional boba and those you know are different flavors and then there's like even the crystal bobas now which are again kind of like a different texture and have like a different flavor to them too so um our main difference between what we do and what a lot of bubble tea shops do is a we don't use any of the powders syrups stuff like that a lot of places they may actually use tea in their drinks but then the flavor that you're getting is either a powder or a syrup um, all of our stuff actually comes from the tea itself um, or we use for the fruit drinks we use jams mm -hmm. so we try to stick to being as like natural as we can um, we also allow sweetness adjustments on a lot of the drinks so you know if people don't want it super sweet they can get something that's not super sweet. So, okay. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the, the white house in Portland locations and especially the offerings. Um, uh, Portland, you are, if I remember, are, are you right up there on uh, 109? Is that correct? We are. Yes. Okay. We're on the okay. Gotcha. Of, yeah. The white building on the corner of 109 and, uh, and Marcus street. So kind of, pretty much across from the strawberries to an extent. Um, we do have parking in the back. We have a lot of people that park in the big parking lot across and walk all the way across, but we do have a parking lot in the back. So, Okay. So you've got a pretty good sized space up there, right? As far as coming yes. in, sitting down and yeah. Yeah. yeah it's actually nice. our, it's about double the size of our other two right now. So we, we really like that we actually, you know, have decent amount of seating and actually provide wi-fi and stuff like that in that location so nice very nice i think that's something that's needed i mean i know we have another place that serves 
some coffees and has meals and such, but just a straight up, you know, tea and coffee place. That's, that's fantastic. It's, um, um, it's very, you know, I guess trendy, I guess you'd see that a lot in Nashville, a lot of people, you know, in there on their laptops and having a, a tea or a coffee and doing some work for 30 minutes and taking off. But, you know, we got a lot of industry here, a lot of people who probably are, are really, really pleased to see this. Um, a question that crossed my mind is, as you were talking about Nashville and then coming to White House, then coming to Portland, you were extremely hands-on, of course, having the first store, you were the only person in there, but as you have expanded, has that been kind of tough to let some of that go and, and have other people doing some things or how do you go from store to store? What's the routine like for you during the day? Uh, so honestly, we still work a crazy amount of hours right now. Um, I mean, Portland just hit three months recently, so, you know, we're still, still early into it. Um, but I, I describe it like my parents described growing from two children to three. And that is you are then outnumbered. Um, so it's definitely, you know, if you have fires at every store, you have to choose, well, what's the biggest fire, you know, and that's mm -hmm. where you have to go. Um, but dominantly, I am kind of over the Nashville store. I have a fantastic staff there, though. Um, so I'm usually there maybe a few days a week or like if somebody needs off for vacation or if they're out sick, then I usually can cover. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm in Portland a lot of the, the rest of the days. Um, my husband, majority, he's in White House uh, the six days a week that they're open in the morning to do all the prep and stuff like that. And then mm -hmm. uh, either he will come to Portland afterwards or um, he will stay in White House depending on the day. So uh, we definitely have great staffs at each location, but it's still pretty small staff. So I would say each location has anywhere from four to say seven team members at each location, depending mm -hmm. on, you know, how many people are part-time versus more full-time and stuff like that. So. Okay. Okay. Now, what are some of the offerings if you were to walk in in Portland and you're looking for some kind of special coffees and things, what are some of the offerings you guys have? Uh, so in Portland, so the drink menu is pretty similar in Portland and in White House. Um, so we have full espresso menu. So pretty much anything you would normally be able to go get, we can make. Uh, we don't do frappuccinos or any blended drinks. Um, we also, in the Portland location, we have ice cream. We carry a selection of eight different Chinese flavors. Um, mm. So we can also do like avocados, espresso milkshakes, stuff like that. Um, but, and then the bubble tea menu and the tea menu, you can choose anything on our wall that's a loose leaf and we can make that hot or iced. Uh, we also do pasta tea in, you know, if people are going to obviously sit in the store. Um, and then we have a lot of different milk tea options and a lot of different uh, fresh tea options. Those would be like more usually your, your fruit flavored options. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we have a decent amount of syrups and everything. The, the main thing we don't do is we don't usually do any of the cold foams or um, the frappuccinos and the blended coffees. So um, gotcha. Gotcha. So we can, we can, we can about make anything. I would say we in Portland, the, the favorites so far tend to be the basic, which is like a vanilla and caramel ice latte. We have a lot of people that like the uh, the honeydew list 
we can technically do it ice as well, but it's on the menu as a hot latte. It's like a honey and cinnamon latte. Um, but yeah, it's tends to be like, we have some people that are kind of stuck on their one favorite that they mm-hmm. get that constantly, like almost every day. Right. And then, you know, there's the people that are like kind of working their way through the menu because, uh, that is the one thing we've been told is the menu is huge. There are tons of options. And I mean, that is, that is true. You just kind of have to make a decision, stick with it. And then the next time, you know, you can always try something different. So. Sure. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, well, tell everybody how they can uh, find you guys as far as uh, the street locations for all three. And then also I'm sure you have a website or a Facebook page or whichever, so they can go on and take a look. Yeah. So um, our social media, you can pretty much on Facebook, find it under International Tea and Coffee Company. We have the three different locations have their own separate pages. Um, And then on Instagram, we are ITCC Portland and ITCC White House. And then the original one is INTL Tea and Coffee Co. Um, The website will have different tabs for each location because the menus are a little bit different in each location. the East Nashville location only does beverages and we have a much bigger variety of retail there. So we have a lot more loose leaf and coffee there than we do at the other ones. Um, that one is located in the shops on Fatherland, which is 1006 Fatherland Street. It is a few blocks outside of Five Points in East Nashville. It is a very cute shopping area with all local small businesses. Um, so we have about, I would say, 20, 20 other local shops that are surrounding us. So we really like being a part of that like kind of little local business community there. Mm-hmm. Um, the White House location, we are in between the Best Donuts and the Golden Diamond, right there kind of on the corner of 76 and 31. Um, and it's 132 Highway 76 is our official address. Um, at that location, you will find pretty much the same beverage menu as in Portland. But we do a little bit of a different food menu because we actually have a full, full kitchen there. Um, so he does some street tacos. Uh, they do some pretty interesting specials each week, usually. Uh, a few of the standards, like the Cuban sandwich. But we also do banh mi's, um, a few salads. We do a rice bowl there. Um, and then in Portland, as we said, you know, corner of Market Street and 109, white building right there on the corner. And our menu is dominantly sandwiches and salads with a few shareables. We have hummus, we have whipped feta, um, and then a variety of um, cold and hot sandwiches. We carry a boar's head for the Portland location for all our deli meats. And then we have a decent selection of salads as well. I believe we have five different salads. Um, And then the same beverage menu as well. Um, And then we have a retail selection there too. I think we have in Portland, we probably have, I want to say it was almost 50 loose leaf options. So people can buy those by the ounce to prepare at home. So going, mm-hmm. you know, into the fall and the colder weather, if they want, you know, some tea to brew at home, they can buy it there as well. Um, and then we use Cumberland Valley Coffee, which is a local roaster out of Greenbrier. His stuff is really great. So we have about six of his different, um, coffee options that people can buy by the pound as well for their home too. Um, and then, like I said, we have the ice cream in Portland as well. So, you know, we sell scoops, we sell floats and we sell um, shakes too. And we carry wild bills, which a lot of people know from the strawberry festival, they come and do the 
the mugs with the unlimited sodas. Um, <laughs> we carry the Wild Bills, like cane, cane sugar sodas. So we can do like a strawberry cream float, a grape float. Um, some of those kind of more like old school soda flavors is what yeah. we carry. Yeah, very cool. Well, congratulations on your growth, uh, especially, you know, coming through the pandemic and doing all those things. That had to be just stressful as all get out and having to ride through all that. I can't imagine. Um, yeah. And especially in that industry. I mean, no matter where you're at in hospitality, restaurant or whatever, we saw so many things change and so many things go out. But congratulations for surviving that and now growing. And we want to tell everyone in the Sumner County, uh, Sumner County area, these these two locations, please support these folks. They are they're working hard. You can hear it uh, in, in Laura's voice. You can hear they're very dedicated to, to giving you some great products, uh, some great offerings. And please support these local businesses. Folks, this is what makes America great. It's it's these entrepreneurs and people that get out there and put their lives you know, on hold a lot of times because they're just trying so hard to build their business. So help them and support them where they can take some time off. Because here, here we are, you and I both as entrepreneurs working on Labor Day because oh, yes. it's we barely get a break to do these things. Yeah, and, this and, is. Uh, I, I knew we can make it work because all we all the stores are closed today. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we've never known normalcy. You know, we were about say seven, eight months in when the tornado hit East Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, we were super close to getting hit by that, but fortunately we didn't. We didn't have power for a few weeks. And then mm -hmm. uh, we reopened and then pretty much three weeks later, pandemic really struck. So, you know, yeah, yeah. And things, things come in threes. Thank God there wasn't another something right behind all that. Yeah, that, that was, uh, it was plenty, but you know, we've never... And then obviously like that lingered on and then opening the new locations. And then we've just, we've never known normalcy, but at the same mm -hmm. time, I think if you have a dream, you have to continue to build it as long as you can. Right. Um, and I mean, we do really believe in it and we love when people come in and they start to, to see all the options. Um, and you just, I think there's so many coffee shops out there, like you said, in Nashville, I mean, they're just, they keep coming. Um, mm -hmm. But Anytime you go into a regular coffee shop, you might have a few different tea options. So when people come in and they actually have the tea options, I mean, it's amazing the amount of people that say they don't like tea until they actually try yeah. something yeah. from us. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, this is, you know, it's good because normally mm -hmm. your options are limited to a few different tea bags. So right. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's hard when you're doing something unique that people, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have the same menu as a standard coffee place, but you know, you stick to it and, and people, people come around and they tend to like it once they kind of get the hang of it and they, uh, they forget about how large the menu. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, we're so glad to have uh, you guys expanding in Sumner County. Thanks for being a part of the chamber and, um, we wish you continued growth and thanks for taking time out of your day off to join us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.